everywhere we move And everything we talk about be barreled in the truth Roll them out, roll it up And if there's doubt, then we hold it up To the written word and we pull it up That's a little bit of bourbon in our cup And along that narrow road we stroll We take our cares up to the Lord Then kick back with my boys and chew the fat about the world So relax, put up your feet With that stogie between your teeth Speak your mind and make your speech With every line full of grace and peace Yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Everywhere we move, we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. In the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, guys? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Barreled in Truth podcast today. Did y'all hear that intro? Yo, hold on. <laughs> that intro is crazy. Shout out to Barlow, man. Um, Torio's, Torio's, Torio's boy, man. He he really came in clutch, bro. If you're listening to this, we greatly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. We love you, man. That uh, that intro goes crazy, dude. I I, t- I got Torio to replay it like 18 times, man. <laughs> oh, Barlow did his one too on that joint. Yeah, bro, man. He went off for sure. That that intro is fire. Um, we're excited to be here today, of course. Um, always excited to be in fellowship with these guys, man. I love these guys. Uh, it, it's all—it's always fun to come out here and just hang out and talk about Jesus while we smoke a cigar and drink a glass of bourbon. Which brings me real quick to what we're talking about today, which is sola gratia, which is, of course, by grace alone. So we intend to smoke a cigar and drink a glass of bourbon to the grace or to the glory of God. Um, yes, sir. And we'll get even more of that whenever we go through Sola de Gloria. So. But if you are new here, I am Devin. I am the worship leader at Karis Church located here in Greer, South Carolina. This is Jacob. He goes to our church. He helps out with a whole I'm bunch of stuff. just the six, man. <laughs> he, he does his thing, man. We all go to the same church. And Shatorio is the pastor of discipleship at Karis Church as well. And, of course, Michael behind the camera. He does all of the audio stuff at Karis as well. So, Shout um, out to Michael. Yeah, I'm for real. Hero. <laughs> But that's us, man. If you guys are new here, that's what we do. And we just out here talking about Jesus and, and drinking bourbon and smoking cigars, man. Today, I am smoking on a Undercrown. This is a special one. It's the uh, Selection Undercrown. Came in like old fancy tube. How is it? It's good, dude. I really like this cigar. It's very, very good. It's like it's like a strong Maduro, so right up my alley. <clears throat> I love it. And courtesy of Michael, he got the the... Valencia Penelope, dude. And we, we've all been looking for this bottle. He finally got it. And it didn't fail. It didn't disappoint. It's very good. What you got? I am smoking on a uh, Nika Rustica. And this is actually my first cigar I have ever bought. Thanks to these guys getting me the Drew Estate. You know that little yeah, cigar man. game, you know. And I normally don't drink when I'm out here, but, um, you know, I had to taste the, the fancy stuff. So I got the same thing, uh, Devin and Torio sipping on right now. What about you, Torio? What you got, man? Yeah, man, I'm smoking this uh, Alec Bradley Magic Toast 5th Anniversary. Um, It's their anniversary stick. So it's really good, man. Y'all definitely should scoop it up. Um, Good. And then I'm also enjoying the Penelope Valencia, courtesy of Michael. We've been wanting to try this bottle for some months. Shout out, Michael. Yeah, man, shout out, Michael. And let me tell you, it's really good. Yeah, definitely good, man. We got a good lineup, good cigars, great time like always. I want to take a second to to wish you guys a happy Reformation Month and Reformation Day. The day that this episode comes out will be Reformation Day. Um, and so happy Reformation yes, Day, everyone. Sir, the day Martin Luther nailed yep. the, his uh, 95 theses on the door at the church in Wittenberg, Germany. Mm. I was just about to say, shout out Martin Luther. Right, for sure, man. So happy Reformation Day, guys, man. It's been an awesome month. We've had um, a lot of the solas that we're doing, and, and it's going to bleed over into November. Um, but, man, we've had a great time talking about this. Of course, keep on reforming, baby. You know what I mean? Um, so today's episode, like I said before, is going to be sola gratia. And just uh, for you guys that may not know what that means, it's grace alone. Um, and, and what we believe in and what we hold to 10 toes down, as Shatorio says, is that uh, we're saved by grace alone, not by works. Um, and of course, there is a plethora of scripture that we're going to back up that statement. So Shatorio, start us off, man. Yeah. Sola gratia. Um, you know, so, you know, this is the solo about grace. Um, and so, Again, as I said when we recorded when we recorded the Sola Scriptura uh, episode, each sola hinges on one another. You can't have one solo without the other. Right. And the, and these um, five solas 
are very much tantamount to the Christian faith. Um, if you remove any of these solas from the Christian faith, you disembody the whole Christian faith altogether. And so I want to start us off with a quote by Martin Luther. Uh, Martin Luther said, but no man can be thoroughly humbled until he knows that his salvation is utterly beyond his own powers, devices, endeavors, will, and works, and depends entirely on the choice, will, and work of another, namely of God alone. Then he has come close to grace and can be saved. And I love that. Um, I love that uh, quote by Martin Luther because it's grace from start to finish. Uh, and we'll, we're going to, I'm sure we're going to jump into a bunch of passages. I do have some passages of scripture I want us to look at right, yeah, um, at some point in this episode. But when we talk about grace in terms of salvation, when we say that it's salvation uh, by faith alone, through grace alone, it is from, it is by grace from start to finish. In fact, the apostle Paul would go on to say in the book of Ephesians that that grace that we're saved by is from eternity past. Right. And we'll get into that. Um, we can hop, hop right into it. If you look in Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 14, the apostle Paul says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual, spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as he chose us, I'm going to say that again, even as he chose us yep. in him before the foundation of the world. That's so crazy. That we should be Amen holy and blameless before him. Uh, <clears throat> Amen to that. Bro. He goes on to say, in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace notice how many times he says grace right which lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose in which he set forth in Christ Jesus as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. He goes on to say, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been, again, predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory in him. You also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promise. Holy spirit. Last verse. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possessions of it to the praise of his glory. And that passage, notice how many times Paul says grace in him, in him, uh, his will, predestined and grace what we didn't hear is by you exactly yep. we don't you know we don't man um <clears throat> salvation is a sheer work of the saving grace of our sovereign lord um, for sure and as i was repa preparing for this episode man i just anytime i take a deep dive into this topic <clears throat> it really brings me low yeah for it, sure. it brings me low because of the beauty of the gospel and and the beauty of salvation rips away all pride it it rips away every inkling of pride that i have in me to be able to say i did this right nothing you can add because if i do this i have to sustain this mm -hmm. i have to preserve this I have to keep this, which is impossible, which is impossible, because if that were so, we wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. And on that point of, you know, we cannot boast. Right. I know Shatorio knows exactly where I'm going, but I want to read Ephesians two, one through ten, because this is what Receipts. 
Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus about. So Ephesians 2 verse 1 starts off, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among who we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, and we love to talk about the buts in the Bible because but God is always something amazing that the he did for but. us. The biggest but. The biggest but. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. Come on. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, when we talk about solo gratia, has to be presented because Paul clearly defines in Scripture what we have in Jesus, in Christ, and that's free grace. We talked about that last week on last week's episode. We, uh, Shatorio read a passage, and in the passage it's, it says free grace. We don't have to buy anything that's free. And the grace that we receive, like, guys, this should make you weep. Yeah, You should be tore up by this because and, and I've just been— I've been so gripped by the Holy Spirit lately, man. And I've just been thinking about everything that, that, that Christ did when he came to earth and suffered as man just for us, that he didn't have to do it. And every, just because that he was fully man and fully God, he was 100% man. So every whip, every nail, every mockery, everything that happened to him, he felt. felt. Yep. And he chose to feel it for you and me. My, my, my. Grace the, the, the free gift of grace for the Christian should be so sobering and humbling to you because there's nothing you can add. Jesus isn't a debtor, bro. If you can work for grace, you're gonna you're telling Jesus that he owes you something. Come on, bro. The Son of God, you're telling him that he owes you something and he's debted to you because you can give something to earn his grace. Come on. Come that, on. that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That's so good, man. That's so good. Um, you know, that, that makes me think of uh, Martin Luther. He said, uh, if any man ascribes anything of his salvation, even the very least thing to the free will of man, he know nothing of grace and has not learned Jesus Christ rightly. Mm. So Martin Luther is making this point here that if you don't understand biblically the way salvation works, you don't understand Jesus. Because Jesus didn't die simply to make salvation available. Right. Ooh. But he died so that you will be saved. And, And that's why the passage that Devin read is so tantamount because in Ephesians 2 where Devin read, and you were dead... That word dead in the Greek is negros. Corpse. And exactly, you know, that, that word negros in the Greek translates to without ability, corpse, unable to move. Mm. So when Paul is making this point here that you were dead in your trespasses and sin, there wasn't there is nothing in you that even desires Christ. That's crazy. I mean, you have to be given a new heart. Right. Transformation. That's why, that's why the Bible says in Ezekiel 37, you know, give these dry bones life. Love that. That's why we see in scripture things like take this stony heart of mine and make it flesh. Mm-hmm. 
we're dead yeah. and, and we're sinners. And because we are sinners apart from Christ, there is nothing in us that would desire God. And that just real quick, that that brings me to first Corinthians four, verse seven, that says, for who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? This is talking about grace and we can't. Why are we boasting in something that was given to us in the first place? That's why as a Christian, there is no room for us to be prideful and boast about what we have. Because one, everything on, we preacher. have was given to us yep. by God. Yep. We're only here because God willed it to happen. We are only Christians because he wrote our name down before the foundation of the earth. He wrote our name down in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the, the world. Yep. So we can't boast in anything as a Christian. You, there's, there's no room for that to boast in anything because it was all given to us where you received a gift. And how does that make sense to boast in a received gift? Someone gives you a house and you're like, yo dog, look what I did, <laughs> man. I pay for this with all my hard work. No, you didn't bro. It was given to you, man. Yeah. That doesn't make any, and, and what does that look like to Jesus? Right. We're sitting here boasting over something that he gave us. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that? This is this is a free gift I gave to you, and you're boasting in it. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, agreed, man. Um, and I, I don't think that any believer has a problem with grace. Right. It's I the understanding of it, I believe. The, 100% what Jake said, man. Yeah. I mean, they don't... I, I mean, I struggled with that at first, too, not really understanding the, you know, the fulfillment of what grace is. You know, it's divine. It's divine that nature. It's it, outside of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not something that we can attain. It's just freely given. You know, in, in our American culture, we love the feeling of being able to say we got it. Taking credit. We yeah. earned it. We we put on And that's our hard for our brain to process at first is because it's deeply embedded in the way yeah, we think. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's human nature to want to, you know, say that you did this and got this from what you have done. But that's just not the case when it's talking about salvation and grace. 100%, man. Um, Levi Bertson, in an article titled, What Does Sola Gratia Mean? He said, Sola Gratia does not mean that God accomplished salvation objectively, but I read that article, but not subjectively. He goes on to say, to put it another way, sola gratia does not teach us that Christ purchased salvation separate from salvation for you. Redemption is always particular and personal. To deny this is a pious way of smuggling human works into salvation. I love that he used smuggling. Mm -hmm. Um, Our brothers over at Theocast, they got an episode about smuggling works into the gospel. It's really good. Um, He goes on to say salvation in scripture is not the purchase of a thing, but the redemption of a particular people. So in other words, what this um, what this pastor is saying here, he is saying that Jesus did not die merely for the possibility of one to be saved, but rather by his grace, you will be saved not you might be but you will and that should be so freeing to the christian you know yeah to to know that and fully grasp that should put all your worry at at rest you know like Mm -hmm. to to know that there's nothing that you can possibly do to make the lord look at you differently you know there's nothing that you can do to give you a step up in your salvation. Your salvation is not even you didn't even choose your salvation. You know? So like how can you take credit for that? Yeah, not in your own ability. I mean, you yeah. know, so it, it, it's not to say that um you didn't have a moment where you came to a knowledge yeah. of I need Jesus. For sure, for sure. But it's the fact that it was put for, there. It was put there. Yeah. God had to awaken you. He yeah. had to put life into your dead body. You were negros. Um, I wanna, I wanna real quick that we're talking about being dead. Um, 
I want to read this. It's going to be just a little bit lengthy, but it just it fits it fits so good. This commentary by Ligonier um, that they did on Sola Gratia, they have this here. What does it mean to be dead? And I'm going to read it here. So Paul points to three things in this passage. First, it means to be under condemnation. Before Christ, we were dead in the trespasses and sin in which we once walked. We just read that. Death. God told Adam in Genesis 2 is the penalty for sin. When we violate the law, we stand guilty before this holy God, accountable to his justice. Second, to be dead means we were under the yoke. We serve three masters. The world, which is following the course of this world, which he says. The flesh, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, verse 3. And the devil, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, verse 2. Third, to be dead means we were under wrath. We were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We were justly subject to the holy displeasure of God for our sin. We were this way by nature. In other words, we were born into this condition. So by nature, we are enemies of God. And the only reason that we were adopted into his family, and that word adoption is so good, man. Amen that we were adopted into the family of God, that we are Christ's brother, right? That's, that's crazy to think about. But yeah. the only reason that we were adopted into the, into the family and that we are Christians and that we receive his grace and that he shows us his mercy and that he meets us where we are and everything good in our lives that comes from God is because he wanted it to happen. And he chose it to happen for us. We didn't do anything to deserve that. Actually, we deserve eternal damnation. We deserve that wrath. That's what we really deserve is is the wrath of God. But in his love for us and in his abundance of grace that he continuously shows us, and we see in Scripture that he gives us new grace every day, that grace is what fuels the Christian, that we can rest in Christ and he can be our refuge. Psalm 46 that's so beautiful, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, man, you, you nailed it, uh, Devin. Man, like Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. I mean, we can't, we can't, we just, we can't get past grace. Yeah, um, yeah we can't. And if you ever find yourself becoming uh, dull or numb to these um, great spiritual truths that we see in Scripture. Man, ask, start looking at the gospel, man, and asking yeah. God to, to really give you a fresh and new understanding of the gospel and the grace that's in the gospel. Because it is, it is by the power of the gospel and, and this amazing grace that we can walk and live as Christians. Grace is important because, um, and I'm, I'm going to reference a little bit of law gospel here, but... Um, when you diagnose a Christian that is struggling and they're in a hard season where, man, they just, they're dropping the ball. Um, and we'll talk about this in the next episode we'll be doing on uh, fighting the flesh, but the antidote for the struggling Christian is not try harder. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I- um, Whoa, hold on. Yeah, Yo, that was so yeah, I mean, good. It's, 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 it's the truth, though, man. Like, man, that was so good. And this is something that the Lord had to really check me on, man. And For we'll, sure. I'm not going to get into it on here. That's the next episode. I'm going to save it. But, you know, the antidote for the Christian that's struggling is not do harder, but it's look to Jesus. Yep. So, Amen to that. So that's bro. why grace is just so amazing. And that's why John Newton... You know, he wrote the song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, sweet. that saved a wretch, wretch like me. like me. Not a oh. try-harder person, <laughs> not a Christian that has all the answers, not a Christian that abides perfectly, but a wretch like me. There well, is no Christian when, that when abides you, perfectly. When you try hard, you're able to say, Look at me and look what I have just done. I was going through some things and I just put my mind to it and I tried hard. I tried harder and I was able to accomplish that. 
but that that's not it. A try hard yeah. grief. It, get, well, it, it. It, get, it gets it gets exhausting. Yeah, and these are Extremely just some these are some exhausting. things that I've had to check myself on as of late. Yeah, and again, we'll get into it in the next episode. But you know, that's why um, Sola Gratia is so important because man, this this whole thing is of sheer grace, man. Um, it, it wasn't anything that we earned. Uh, if we had to earn our salvation, we're in deep trouble because. As Christians, a lot of times, if we're being transparent and honest, we're up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're up and down. There, there are seasons where you're on fire for the Lord, you're killing the game. And then there are seasons where you're like, yo, what am I doing right now? Like, on paper right now? Don't even look like I, I look like I am lost. I look like I am going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I look like I don't have no business being in ministry. I look like I don't have no business being in any form of serving in the church with how I'm being right now. Yeah. And in those moments, if you abide to this idea of you earned your salvation, where's your rest there? Because in those seasons when you are completely missing the ball, in those seasons where, man, you just feel like you are just being extremely unbecoming of a Christian, like you don't know what's going on, a a simple try harder will not bring you back and bring you rest, but grace. And I want to say that it just came to me. I just... Thinking about works-based grace, right, that we can somehow merit grace and we can somehow get to a point to where it's deserved and we earn it, doesn't make sense because before we knew Jesus, he was already did what he did for us. Before we even knew who Jesus was, it was already done. That's why he said on the cross, it is finished to telestai. It's finished. It's done. It's finished, 100%. I mean, you take a step further, Devin, and even say, I mean, the word clearly says before you was even in your mother's womb, I knew. Right. Like, you don't even, you had no idea you weren't even alive yet. And he's already done the work in your life. Yeah. He's already shown you grace. He's already shown you mercy mercy he's already adopted you into the family like this stuff's already been happening and and people listening like i hope that you get something out of this because what grace also is is rest for the christian it gives you rest and it gives you peace because you know that no matter what and and i'm not saying that grace is a is a one-way ticket to go do what you want that's not what we're saying right doesn't understand yeah they don't (laughs) you don't understand it because and, and there's something I want to read at the end when we get done. So before we finish up, I want to read something. But it, we're not saying that, you know, we're saved by grace alone. So go do what you want, right? That no. that, that doesn't make sense. No, that, it's unbecoming of a Christian. Yeah, no. It, well, when you when, – when, when Jesus saved you, he gave you a new heart. Right, he gave exactly. He new desires. He exactly. gave you – in Christ, you have that desire to want to pursue holiness and righteousness. Right. What, what we're yeah, saying – Yeah, that grace should make you want to obey and be obedient and – yeah, exactly, and and I said it on on the last podcast that you do what your where your heart is. You'll spend time in the things that you love. You love Jesus. You're going to spend time doing things that He called you to do. Yeah. And and grace in itself is is just so beautiful because you don't have to have the weight of everything that you've ever done on your shoulders. That's where your rest comes in yeah. in Christ. Is you're able to rest in Him. Because the grace is already given. Could you imagine your life without right. grace? Just, That's what I'm just saying. Just think dude. back on Gracelessness. stuff that you did, you know, mm. a couple years ago. I mean, you would be, mm-hmm. oh, man, you wouldn't be able to climb out of that hole if it wasn't for grace. Not at all. At all. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, the thing about uh, when you step outside of Sola Gratia, when you when you step outside of grace alone, and you start, you know, saying things. Whereas the Christian earned this, anything that is earned can be taken away or lost. Facts. Well, you can say that again. And so the reason why we can find much rest in Christ is because we're saved by grace alone. And if we're saved by grace, it 
cannot be taken away from us. Because we never earned it in the first place. We didn't earn it. So if we didn't do anything to earn this, then there is nothing that we can do to lose this. God isn't an Indian giver, bro. I was about to say, no give backs. Not at all. No give backs. And and man, that's why, you know, a biblical and a historical um, orthodox understanding of grace is so important for the believer because... If at any point in your Christian walk and salvation experience, you point to you and on any level, you have to hold that up. And that is a draining, exhausting way to live. Amen. I mean, I just, I, I, my heart weeps when I look at the landscape of what's out there. Um, man, I just, I see a lot of weary Christians out there that are trying so hard to be holy, um, because of a fear that if not, somehow they're not in the faith anymore. See, we're clothed by his righteousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that right there is something that has gotten me out of a lot of spiritual warfare is just thinking about they he he doesn't look at what I've done he looks at what Jesus has done and that, amen that for that free. bro Come on, Jake. that should say you free. Uh, amen for that bro i mean you know i i just you know i i wonder i wonder when we talk about christians that that they don't hold to a biblical view of salvation and grace. I'm just like, man, like, what do you do when you have a bad season? Yeah, man. Like, you, I mean, you probably, I mean, you have to start questioning your salvation during those bad times. Like, nah, you're, yeah. you, you're probably like, am I even saved? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I've been there. I've like, been that's there. so, that's, that's a scary, you know, flimsy and, and where can you get that from though live, like, like you can't man. even get that from scripture if yeah. you're if you're reading your bible and you're doing what you're supposed to do and and you're diving into scripture and we talk about this all the time matt chandler talks about it in the explicit gospel amazing book please go buy it it's on amazon um if you are eating and not baby food like when you first got saved 12 years ago but you're eating consistently, and you're eating adult food now, which means you're eating more theology. You're yep. reading deeper uh-huh. into Scripture, and you're really understanding what's going on. You cannot disprove or argue against sola gratia. You yeah. can't do it. You can't tell me that we're not saved by grace See, alone if you read into is, the Scripture. Is human nature, though. I feel like a lot of times it's just the way we are wired Pride. To, uh, yeah, pride, yeah, deep-rooted in pride, for yep. sure. And I feel like that is what makes the weary Christian feel that way. Is yeah. We're going to find it's a all way these, to pump our, to and it's, our backs. And it's yep, all these 100%. legalist pastors. To, yep, I don't even yep. want. I don't want to get into it, but it's all these pastors that, that preach legalism Fire every single stone. Sunday and telling people all this stuff. Man, it, it's a lot. And, and it doesn't make sense because what you're doing is doing exactly what Shatorio talked about is you're pushing work harder on a Christian that doesn't even understand everything, man. You're telling them to work harder and you're not telling them that, that they receive grace and love on them when the world doesn't. And that and that's who you got to feel sorry for and just your soul has to hurt for those Christians that are new to this and they don't have a full understanding and they have – you know, pastors teaching them that they have to try harder. You know, I'm so lucky that I was able to, you know, find Chris. Oh, I didn't find him. You know, I met him through you and all that stuff. I, I believe it God was divine. Bro. Exactly. Sovereign I believe it was God, divine. Everything. You know, and I would be so lost without actual sound teaching, you know? Yep. This is a perfect time just to take this one last time, the last week of October, to thank you, Chris. You're not here tonight, but I know you're going to listen to this episode. And from the bottom of my heart, and I know the other guys here, I let them say their piece, but thank you so much for what you do, the man that you are, the husband that you are, the father that you are. 
and the pastor that you are for us at Karis Church and here at night whenever we do our podcast, man, just thank you for everything that you do. For sure. Um, the amount of work that you do and that you put in, the amount of, of heart that you have for all of us, um, everything that you've done for me and my family um, and in my life, just being a part of my life has been such a blessing. I know you always say that we're more of a blessing to you than you are to us, but that yeah, is a lie. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> um, you are. You have been more than a blessing to me, you and Jess both. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart, and I will follow you until the day that I draw my last breath. Yeah, there, there's not another church. You know, if, if something happens and our doors close, we're piled up at somebody's house, and we're hearing the word from Chris. Um, you know, if you knew me a couple years ago, you, you would realize why I have so much love for Chris. Uh, Chris um, baptized me. He uh, married me. That was an amazing service, by the way. It was a really good service. And I was late. I can't believe I was late. On, to his own baptism. That's why he was going to be late to his own funeral. <laughs> but, you know, just I'm, I'm going to keep it short because Chris knows how I feel. I, I talk to him all the time about it. Um, he's helped me through the roughest parts of my life. Oh, I'm so grateful for him. I'm so grateful that God has put him in my life to set an example for me. The way he loves Jess, it's man, it's so beautiful, it's isn't it? Just the yeah. way he constantly speaks about her and lifts her up. It's just so amazing. Almost, I'm about to bring a tear to my eyes. Dude, he's it, the man. reason. He's you. the single reason that we all call our wives our right. brides. Yep. Yeah, he he's is. the reason. He's he, he started he that train. That he did. Yeah. He spearheaded that man. And Chris, Chris, know how I feel about him, man. We've been we've been ten toes down since 2014, uh, 15. Um, and Chris, I know you're gonna be listening, man. You you know, man. You got a you got a brother for life in me, man. I when I think of Chris, man, I think of. Uh, Bad Boys 2. Ride together. <laughs> right. We die together. together. Yes, sir. Bad Boys for life. life. You know, I just... Whole I, life. You know, Chris has been... You know, the Bible says to give your elders and the pastors of your church double honor. Right. Uh, and, man, I always... Any chance I have to honor Chris, I want to do that. Chris is... I echo what Jacob and Devin said. Chris is a exemplary example of a pastor, husband, um, Father, uh, church member, Christ lover. I mean, he just Everything. you know God's yeah, hand is abundantly on his life, and it's it's not up for debate. It's very clear. Um, I I would take a bullet for him, just as I would take a bullet for each guy in this building. Yep. Um, you know, I'm always gonna be ten toes down for Chris. So we appreciate you, and we want to again just thank you for being our pastor, being a father figure to all of us. Showing us what it looks like to love your wife well. That father figure. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just one more thing, Chris, that's listening. Thank you for being honest and not Ooh, yeah. not holding not holding back the hard words when we need to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Because man, and it just just rings a bell to me. Like I was crying and and very upset. One day, sitting in my truck by myself, and my wife was having surgery, and they told me she might not make it. And I asked Chris, like, should I be feeling this way, you know, about her being gone, you know, if she did, didn't come back to me, you know, because that's the prayer of prayer that, you know, I was like, I was like, God, like, just please let her come back to yeah. me, man, you know, like, don't, don't do this, you know, and uh, Chris, without a, sh- I mean, in, in a couple seconds after I sent that message, he said, that isn't biblical. I know how you feel, but he was, she was his before she was yours. It, that's that's what he texted what? me and, and bro and, and i was like my, my, you're my. right yeah. and then that's when i prayed that prayer like god if, if it's your will let it be done but please you know yeah. and it's just those hard things that we need to hear to keep us right and yeah, he doesn't shy away from and i love that you know keeping it a buck with us that accountability 100%. is is yeah, what, what do you always be saying? tantamount, tantamount. That, that accountability <laughs> is tantamount yeah, he keeps it a buck with us facts we love you chris yeah we had to take that second just to thank you one more time before the end of Pastor Appreciation Month. So. Yeah, um, you know, getting back to, you know, Sola Gratia, and, you know, I have a quote by George Whitfield. <coughs> um, George Whitfield was one of the greatest uh, evangelists to touch America. Uh, George Whitfield literally rode a horse around the streets of Philadelphia um, preaching the gospel to thousands of people. 
That's fire. He would there would there would literally be thousands of people gathered to what hear you say him. His name was? George Whitfield. Me and him would get along very well. Um <laughs> yeah, man, he he was a Calvinist. Uh he, he you know, he was a reformed guy. Uh and he took evangelism very serious and listen to what he had to say in regard to uh us being saved by grace alone. He says, What? Get to heaven on your own strength? Mm. Why, you might as well try to climb the moon on a rope of sand. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on. Say that again. Say that again. Run that back, yeah, Turbo. Yeah. So, George Woodfield, oh, in regards to us being saved by grace alone, he says, what? Get to heaven on your own strength? Why, you might as well try to climb the moon on a rope of sand. <laughs> that's wild. You know how hard that be? It's impossible. It's impossible. That's Literally the, that's impossible. the point he's making. Like uh, you, you, you cannot. That's crazy. You, I love that. There is, there is no way for man to be made right with God apart from the accord. sheer grace of God. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the work of Jesus. It is grace that you were saved, man. And it, and the the beautiful thing about this truth is. You were chosen before the foundations of the world, man. Like it wasn't by accident. Paul says in Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-nine, yep. for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined yep. to be conformed to the image of God, to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called and those whom he called, he also justified and those whom he justified, he also glorified. So in other words, the apostle Paul and George Whitfield would agree. And the church fathers would agree. And the four reformers would agree that Jesus on the cross, he did not simply die to make salvation available, but he died for the elect. He died for those whom God chose in eternity past to be saved. So for the Christian, this should wreck you. And, and, and I, I just want to throw this in just for anyone that's listening that may not understand. Jesus' crucifixion and, and Jesus dying and becoming a curse for us. Think about that personally because he didn't just like, you know, die for everybody in the world, you know. He, he died for you personally. Like th this is, you have to be personable when you talk about the crucifixion yeah. and when you talk about the go. person and work of Jesus, you have to be personable with that because this was done for you yeah. as an elect, as a Christian. These things were done for you. Every stripe that was hit, every nail in his hand, everything, the crown of the, all that was done for you. That's right. Papa Sproul, um, Rest in peace, R.C. Sproul. He he. So he has a magazine. If y'all didn't know, he has a magazine called Table Talk Magazine. I actually yep. used to subscribe to him. I need to get my subscription back. It's literally like five bucks a month. That'd be fine. Um, but you get a but a, you get a Table Talk magazine, um, and they'll mail it to your house. You get there's one once a month. It always has a theme, and in the magazine, there's different. There's all each month it's a different theme, and right. it's just a very thin magazine. With different um, theologians, pastors, um, and they'll cover a topic. Just literally one page each. That'd be dope. It's dope, and um, so and he he was doing this. I mean, back in the nineties and eighties. So this isn't new. Um, and so in in one of the OG Table Talk magazines titled "Suffering or Merit," R.C. Sproul says the purpose. Let me start over. He says the perhaps the most difficult task for us to perform is to rely on God's grace and God's grace alone for our salvation. It is difficult for our pride to rest on grace. Mm. Grace yeah. is for 100%. other people. Listen, listen to this. You got to hear this. He says, grace is for other people, for beggars. We don't want to live by a heavenly welfare system. Mm. We want to earn our own way and atone for our own sins. We like to think that we will go to heaven because we deserve to be there. That's that stinking. That's, that's wild. Crazy. Yo, Sproul, I mean, he, Sproul be going off. No, he dude. didn't let I mean, he did not let up. I mean, when he said 
when he said that grace is for other people, grace is for beggars. We don't want, we don't want to live by a heavenly welfare system. We want to earn our own way and atone for our own sins. You, it, it, it's, and I love this point that he's conveying in, in terms of you know it being by grace alone because the human heart naturally wants to walk into the gates of heaven and say, "Look, look what I did! Yep. I did that! Yep. I'm here! I made it!" And, and and that is so evident in the way you see some Christians live. They no. live in a way as if they have to earn this thing. If they do not stay on point, they they will not be able to walk in. And so for the person that understands grace, Jesus can come back and you were doing God knows what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But because you are in Christ, you're still secure. I see a lot of people, I, and and I remember hearing this, uh, you know, growing up, going to you know, Pentecostal churches, Church of God in Christ, and all that. And I still hear it slightly on uh, TikTok, where this idea of, and I'm sure y'all have seen these TikToks where they're like, when, when Jesus comes back, what will you be doing? <laughs> what will he find you doing? And I'm just like. Bro, if your concern is worried about what, what you're going to be doing yeah. when Jesus comes back, that is a terrible way to live. And there's no rest in that. Because no. you're always looking over your shoulder. And you're never going to know because, when he's coming back, bro. Because <laughs> biblically, for the person who's in Christ, Jesus can come back when I was a horrible father to my kids and I got into a million fights with my wife there we go there we go and when he comes back because I am in Christ I will be with him yep. in paradise because he chose you and so this when he told I the did, thief on the cross so man. this this yep. I it, it, and I and and I get the sentiment you know you're trying to um encourage you know godly living yeah. I, I I get the sentiment for sure but here's the problem Try harder and do good in this never produced um, Christians who preserve in the faith. Right. It produces yeah. it produces Christians that eventually walk away from the faith. Yeah. And for the uh, but but when when you talk about grace, grace produces a freedom in the believer. This type, this kind of freedom of knowing, you know what, today was terrible. I was not a godly Christian today, but I can look to Jesus. I can give it another go tomorrow. Right. And, and, but that's all we can thing. do. That's all we can do yeah. is is take that L on the chin, mm -hmm. because it, don't ever think. That you're only gonna have one bad season in your life. No, you're gonna have a million. Consistently, you're sure. gonna fall short of what's expected of us yeah. because, like we talked about before, the entrance fee to heaven is perfection. Yeah, and we're going to fall short of that consistently. Yeah, you can't be not. Perfect. Yeah, not just every once in a while. Like we're going to consistently fall short of perfection, and that's why grace is so important to the Christian and to the believer. Sola gratia. By grace alone, we are saved through faith by Christ. And that, that, that just needs to have such a weighty tone to it. Grace is free and is given to us freely, yeah. not of our own doing. We don't merit it, and we can't earn it. If we could earn it, it wouldn't be grace. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther wrote a book that y'all need that. It's one of those books that you have to have on your shelf. Um, it's called the bondage of the will. This is, this book is Martin Luther's fa most famous work. It's his most famous theological work, but it's a, and it's a short book. It's called the bondage of the will. And in this book, he says, if God works in us, this will is changed and being gently breathed upon by the spirit of God. And again, wills and acts from pure willingness and inclination and of its own accord, 
not from compulsion so that it cannot be turned away by any opposition, nor be overcome or compelled even by the gates of hell. But it goes on willing and delighting in and loving the good just as before it willed and delighted in and loved evil. So Martin Luther is making this point here. He's like, when Jesus saves you by grace alone, he changes your will. He changes your desires. Transformation. He changes the way mm-hmm. you think. He changes the, the the lens by which you see the world. He changes your worldview. Yep. Everything is changed. And I love what Sinclair Ferguson says in his book, By Grace Alone. I'm currently reading through it, and it's very good. But he says in there, our will to serve God is not of our own. He he says this. I love the way he says it. I had it highlighted and marked and everything. But he says, you cannot will your will Uh to will what it will not will. And I love that. So that's I mean, because it makes so much sense. You cannot will your will to will what it will not will. How'd you remember that, dude? Because it is stuck. It stuck with me so hard as soon as I read it. it Because it's true. Even the will we have to go to church. The will we have to serve God, the will we have to do the podcast, like any will that we have that is meant for Jesus and for Jesus and to the glory of God was given to us. We did not muster that up on our own. And and the reason why, and I can't wait till we go through the five points of Calvinism. Oh, I'm ready for that. We'll do that at the top of 2024. Big facts. The reason why that is just so hard for a lot of Christians to understand is because they don't understand depravity. Yeah. Total depravity. We don't think that we're that bad. No, hundred percent. Jesus isn't that good. We, we, I mean, if we're, if we're being completely honest, most American Christians would say, I'm an okay person. I'm a, I'm a good Christian. I get up and go to work and I make it to church when I can. And on Easter and wow. Christmas, I get all of my family to church. That's such a sad view of the gospel, man. I'm it it you, is. It's extremely sad to hear Christians that, you know, you m- maybe work around or you talk to or whatever. I'll see you on Facebook. It's just so sad to see that that's their outlook on yeah. on the gospel. And I, I ache for their soul because they're not getting it right. They're not. Nah. And it's it's got to be exhausting, it is, bro. It is. It has to be. It has to be exhausting to to try to hold that that uh, that stature of good Christian, yeah. because we're not good Christians. We are broken sinners that desperately need Jesus. And when you realize that, you can rest in that. Yeah, and, because you are broken. Well, and, and so the reason why a lot of Christians don't get much rest in Christ is because they don't realize how bad they are. Yeah. And see, that's why in, you need to read scripture and you need to be sitting under ex, expositional preaching. Yeah, 100%. You need to get preaching and you need to get fueled and you need to eat verse by verse through books of the Bible because yeah. the Bible will tell you how bad you are. It does. It does. Paul talks about it a lot. About how bad we are, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me this from this body gonna, of death? We're gonna, we're gonna get like, deep into that. This yeah, next you know what I'm saying. Like, we have to understand our fleshly desires, and we have to understand how bad we are. That's why the Ten Commandments were written to show us it that it cannot be done. That we can't do this on our own. Yeah. Even the thought of adultery is committing adultery. Facts. Yeah, you, Facts, you know, you know what I'm saying? Is, is, I'm so glad you said that, Devin, because that that is from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yes, Matthew, sir. Matthew chapter 5, you know, it's funny because, you know, you'll hear people, you'll hear people, and, I, and Jake, I know you hear this at, at Culver's, but you'll hear people say things like, the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament. <laughs> That's wild. And so, well, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Turn your open up your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter five and read the next four four chapters and read the Sermon on the Mount. Because what Jesus does, he takes the law and he takes it a step further. Right. That's why he says, you know, things like this in, in his Sermon on the Mount. He says, So you've heard it said that, you know, you shall not commit adultery. You've heard it said that, you know, if you have sex with someone that's not your wife, that's adultery. 
I say to you that if you even lust in your heart at a woman, you've committed adultery. <laughs> now, every man listening to this, <laughs> right. ask yourself, how many times have you committed adultery exactly. this week? Today. Exactly. For sure. For sure. And so, For sure. And so, My man said today. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we just, I mean, we got to keep it, we got to keep it a buck. Like, yeah. and so the Sermon on the Mount is not the gospel. The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus expositing the law, showing you that you literally you can't cannot do this. uphold you can't it. do this. Only I can uphold this. Yeah. Um, it's good principles to strive for and live by, but we can't uphold it perfectly because the only criteria for heaven, as you know, you've heard us say multiple times, is perfection. And so that's why our rest is in Christ, who he didn't just cry like this. And when we talk about the gospel, Amen. Jesus died for our sins, but that's that's not all of the gospel. No. Um, he didn't simply just die for our sins. He absorbed the wrath of God that we deserved. Thank God, man. Amen. He lived perfectly the commands and ways of the law. Yeah. That that we could never I I hear people and I see things on the internet, TikTok, Facebook, where they're like, all the Christian needs to do is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, no one under the sound of my voice has ever done that perfectly. No, you can't. No one on God's green earth has ever. No matter how hard you try. What, what that is. You have never done that. That is the new law that we hold under is loving your God with all your loving God with all your heart, mind and strength and body and loving your neighbor as yourself. That is what we strive to do. Yes. Because we need we want to be more we like We should Jesus. be loving God. Exactly. We should be and loving, loving our neighbor. neighbor. You want a cookie? That's not up for debate. Yeah. But what we're saying is that no one has ever done that perfectly. And we can't. That's why we desperately need Jesus. And until you sit under the fact that you are a wretched sinner, broken, ragamuffin, Yep. <laughs> you definitely you, you need to realize that you definitely need a savior, Jesus Christ. 100%. Desperately. Yeah. Um Richard Sibbs, now it I'm I'll 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 give y'all a translation of it, but he spoke in old English. He was a he was one of the Puritan preachers. Yeah, please. Um but listen to a quote by Richard Sibbs. He says, God knoweth we have nothing of ourselves. Therefore, in the covenant of grace, he requireth no more than he giveth, and giveth what he requireth, and accepteth what he giveth. Mm. So in other words, in other words, my man Richard Sibbs is saying, the standard by which God only accepts, he gives us in Christ Jesus. Right. And the acceptance that we need to get into heaven, we have. He gave us. He gave it to Ooh. us in Christ Jesus. So everything that we see God calls us to, we have in Christ Jesus. Holiness, righteousness, blamelessness, being upright before. All those things we have and are declared in the person and work of Christ Jesus Christ. by grace alone. And so this is why understanding, having a biblical understanding of grace is so important because it sets you free from the everyday hustle and bustle of, I got to try harder. I got to try harder to be right. I can't make no mistakes today. I Man, I, I I can't make any slip ups. I got to do this right, and if and if I don't do this right, I need to start asking myself if I'm truly a Christian. Right, that, that's exhausting. That's man. Exhausting. Find your rest in Christ. Hold to the soul of the Gloria. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tim Keller, rest in peace, Tim Keller. He said, "If the gospel is grace alone, then every conversion is a miracle." Amen. Hey. <laughs> Every conversion is a miracle. Hey, but but and and we see that though when whenever Jesus talks about leaving the ninety nine for the one, when he talks to the shepherd, and what would you do if one sheep left the flock, left the ninety nine? What would you do? I would go search for the for the one. 
What about the 99? That's okay. I'd leave them to go find the one. All right, well, when you find the one, what will you do? I'll throw him on my back and I'll, re- I'll probably dance because I found him. I'll dance. It says in scripture that the heavens throw a party, bro. Yeah. For everyone that repents. Greater is the one that repents. When we when someone comes to Jesus, that one, he will leave the ninety nine to go find the one. And then when that one repents, it is a miracle. It's a joy. It's it's a party. It's happy. Yeah, the angels rejoice, man. Yeah, the angels saved. rejoice when someone's saved. Like that is yeah, beautiful. It, it's crazy because angels, all they do. <laughs> 24 7 is worship and praise god but the one thing that that we have that the angels don't get to experience is salvation Mm. angels don't get to experience that saving work of christ so when you say that they they don't experience grace is what you're saying yeah they don't get to experience that i thought i read the only thing they the the only thing angels do is they work they just worship all day give glory to god they don't they long. That's why the angels rejoice when one comes to Christ, because they don't get to experience that saving work and that saving that's power. That's such a beautiful picture. Um, oh, dude. Uh, John Hendricks, he says, grace is in no sense contingent upon a condition we meet. Mm. If that were the case, it would no longer be grace. It is not by meeting a condition that we receive God's grace. It is by God's grace that we meet his condition. That's crazy. That's good, man. I love that. Man, to to kind of wind down the episode here, uh, you know, as we close out, I just want to read this um, f- from this commentary here. And it starts off with, we are saved, then sola gratia, by the grace of God alone. And this goes back into what we were talking about before of this isn't telling us to, to lead a life of recklessness. Far from leading us to embrace lives of license and moral recklessness, the grace of God in the gospel leads us to pursue lives of consecration and holiness. Why is this so? The great hymn writer Isaac Watts captured Paul's point well when he wrote in his hymn, When I survey the wondrous cross where the whole realm of nature mine that were a present far too small, love so amazing, so divine, divine demands my soul, my life, my all. Yeah. Think about that the next time you sing of the grace of God. Amazing. That's, I love that. When it comes to the grace of God, we owe everything to him for that grace. It's free grace that was given to us, but in that we do owe him a life of holiness and and, and consecration and um, evangelism and, 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 and bringing people to Christ. But why would you not? If you hold yeah, you yeah if you hold to that and you really sit in the fact that God saved you, a wretched sinner, when you didn't deserve it, you're going to want everybody to be there with you. Facts. You're going to want to bring Facts, people man. to Jesus to find rest, yeah. to find to find what they've been looking for. That missing hole in your heart is a God-shaped hole, and no one else can fill it. You preach it, man. God-shaped hole. Man. Everyone out there, man, if you guys are listening and you you feel like you have a hole in your heart, you a hole in your soul, or you're you're missing something in your life, it's a God-shaped hole. Yeah. The only thing that can fill that hole, that can fill that void, that can bring you happiness and joy and peace and rest is Jesus. That's it. Yeah. Right. Man, yeah, thank man. you guys so much for tuning into the episode today. It, it was a banger for sure. For sure. Um, sola gratia to the grace alone. Um, that is our view on it from a biblical reformed perspective. We had an awesome time tonight hanging out with you guys and talking to y'all. You guys can find us at any of the social media platforms. We post all the time. Uh, we're getting some more content up. We got a whole bunch of things in store for you guys soon. Got some interviews and stuff like that. So we are very, very excited to be doing this. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of all of our hearts for making this possible. 
I just want to celebrate real quick that we did just hit 2,000 downloads. Yes. That is that awesome, awesome, man. Um, it, 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 man, it's been so good. It's been so awesome to just sit here and fellowship with these guys and talk about Jesus and um, maybe help somebody out. So we love it, man. We, we love you guys. Thank you all so much for just allowing us to do this and um, you know have our word get out to you guys. So thank you all so much for that, man, for the bottom of all of our hearts. But we will catch you all in the next one, baby. Keep drinking bourbon, smoking cigars, and most importantly, reading your Bibles, man. We'll catch y'all in the next Here. one. Peace. Peace. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah.